being a coach is about so much more than just your coaching. If you are a coach, it means that you care a lot about your own personal development and the development of your potential clients. So why on earth would you settle for a basic AF brand that doesn't communicate everything that you believe about yourself and your coaching business? That's what we're going to talk about today. You're listening to Aesthetically Speaking. On this podcast, we're talking about all things branding, logos, colors, fonts, and the strategy behind it all. It seems like these days it's easier than ever to build an audience, but harder than ever to stand out online. My name's Rebecca, and I'm a brand strategist and designer. I'm here with my sister, Abby, a lawyer who needs a creative outlet. Together, we're going to talk about how to bring your brand to life. So as a designer... I really pride myself on being super aware of and perceptive of everything that's happening in the marketplace, in the online world, in a specific industry. And sometimes my husband and I joke that I am the all-seeing eye of the internet because it's like somebody will send me a meme or a picture or some or a video, you know, that's like making its way around the internet. And I'm like, oh yeah, I saw that two weeks ago. And maybe that says more about how much time I spend on Instagram and Pinterest, but it's really just that I'm hyper aware of what I see and I really pay attention to what I consume. And so I have noticed some very interesting trends in the coaching space over the last few years. And you know, as well as I do, that coaching has really kind of exploded with the rise of like the gig economy and online entrepreneurship and all of these things, there are more coaches than ever. And I really see this as a good thing. I think I mentioned this before, but I really believe in the power of coaching and just the power of having support. I think it's really, really important for everybody, but especially entrepreneurs and especially women to have mentors of some kind that can show them their blind spots and show them what they need to do to become the person that they want to be. So I want to talk about the trends and the patterns that I see in the coaching industry, but I first just want to explain what I believe about branding for coaches, because I really believe that branding is a form of personal development and that your brand is an opportunity to show people who you are of course, but more than that, it's about becoming who you want to be. And sometimes I've even said that branding is the art of becoming yourself because when you really know who you are and who you want to be, you can show up so much more powerfully as a coach, yes, but also in marketing your coaching business. And you know that coaching is not just about being a coach, it's about running your business, which is the difference between the hobby coach and the professional coach like we talked about last time. So when you understand that, I think you realize the beauty of it, the beauty of building a brand, I mean, and you also realize how difficult it can be by yourself. And I'm going to throw my client, Kaylin, under the bus a tiny bit because she's one of my best friends. And for a long time, she kind of wrestled with who she wanted to be outside of her product-based business. She had a baby gym business that she actually sold last year. 
you know, she wrestled with a lot of different things and she really let herself dream big and just explore what she wanted. And I really feel like that allowed her to come to the conclusion that she wanted a personal brand so that it could grow and evolve with her and so that she could help and serve other women. And that really became crucial for her that it was it was about developing herself and it was about developing other people. So as I'm talking through these things, what I want you to do is pull out, you know, a pen and paper or a notebook or your phone. And I just want you to really think about yourself. Like, who am I? Who am I as a person, as a coach, as a business owner, as a woman, as a mom, you know, whatever it is, but who am I? And sometimes it's helpful to even take away those labels. So you say, okay, if I wasn't a coach, who would I be? If I wasn't a mom, who would I be? And when you kind of strip that away, you can see the core of who you are and the essence of who you are. And I'm going to talk about what to do if you feel like all of the things that you are are in conflict, like they're all over the place or that you that you don't really know or that you've changed, right? I remember somebody told me like, well, who were you in high school? And I'm like, well, I don't feel like I'm the same person that I was in high school. But the point was that there are certain things that have not changed and those are really the core and the essence of who I am. So I'm really excited to dive into this and I hope you will be able to see through my perceptions opportunities for you to create a truly unique coaching brand, one that is personal to you, one that resonates really deeply with your ideal clients, and one that allows you to stand out and be yourself rather than blending in to the sea of coaches online. I recorded last week's episode about branding for coaches and had so much to say that I thought I'm just going to put this in two episodes. And what you have from last week is really the overview of what your brand should be as a coach and kind of the power of branding. But what I want to talk about today is really the specifics. And sometimes I struggle actually to give specifics because it's so easy for me when I'm talking with somebody to see what their brand could be. And in the abstract, it can be a little bit difficult. But I have been noticing some patterns that I really wanted to share with you. So here's what I want to do. And I hope you will bear with me. I have noticed that there seem to be five or six kinds of types of coaching brands. And a lot of brands will kind of fall into one of these categories. And I think there are some pros and cons to that. And I want to discuss them. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk through these. Let me count them really quick. One, two, and a half, three, four, five types of coaching brands. And Abby's been telling me that I need to to make a quiz out of this, but hopefully you will see kind of either where your brand fits in or where your brand can really stand out. Okay. So to begin, we have the dark horse coach. And this coach's brand is all about luxury and being unattainable. So it's like all black with like a Vogue type font. They're wearing thigh high boots and some kind of fancy fur. They're always like posting pictures in a private jet or a kind of a luxury like vehicle. It's very serious and 
mysterious, right? Sometimes these coaches will kind of talk about their programs or something. And it's like, what are you actually selling? Because there is this aura of mystery in their brand. And it really works for them. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing, but that's kind of the vibe of their brand is like this dark horse, okay? Then in contrast to the dark horse, you have what I call the unicorn coach, okay? And I know that you've seen this. These people are like purple and pink and super bubbly and they wear like ruffly dresses and they take pictures in bathtubs with champagne. They use like gold balloons and big block fonts and it's just like all about the fun. And the, <laughs> there's a, a subset kind of of the unicorn coach that I called the crazy bitch. And it's like they're taking some of the feelings of the unicorn of being like super happy and fun. And what they've done is just kind of made it a little zany. So this is where you'll get a lot of lime green Y2K vibes. And it's kind of like their brand is about not having a brand and just like being crazy. And it, again, it kind of works for them, but it's tricky because it is a little inconsistent. And so I feel like that's kind of where they get off track. Okay. So that's two and a half types and I have three more. And I hope you're seeing like, oh yeah, I know coaches that fit in these categories. There's a lot of coaches that fit in these categories, right? Okay. So the next type of coach is the natural hippie. And this is the coach. They're always using really earthy green colors. They'll use like a lowercase serif font, maybe in italics. You know, it just feels like really comfortable. They have pictures of them like hiking, meditating, doing yoga. They use nature as like a metaphor in their business. And that's something that's really powerful for them. And a lot of times they're using kind of like oranges and greens and They'll talk about like learning from nature, learning from the earth, like being one with the earth, that kind of thing. Okay. Then we have the executive coach. And I got to be honest, I almost called this the life coach school coach because there seems to be kind of a brand of its own for coaches that are really aligned with the life coach school. And this is not good or bad, but these are the people who I often say they look like realtors because they're wearing like blazers. They wear the, you know, the nude headset thing when they coach. They're using usually like navy and red or sometimes just like black and tan or like sometimes even a hot pink. They have like this perfectly designed setup. They're often kind of a tough love kind of coach. And so they talk a lot about not making excuses and like watching your thoughts and everything is neutral and that's kind of their vibe, right? And it's interesting because it's kind of a corporate feeling, even though coaching is definitely not a corporate thing. Okay, the last coaching category that I see is what I call the sophisticated woman. And these coaches are using like beige, white, and millennial pink. They have like some kind of subtle line art, maybe some florals. They're very poised and elegant and very feminine. They post pictures of themselves like drinking wine, writing in like a really aesthetically pleasing planner, and everything is kind of this feminine flowy experience, right? 
So those are kind of the brands that I see most often. And here's why this is interesting, okay? Because the whole point of branding is to distinguish yourself, right? It's to show people that you are different from other coaches in the online space. But what often ends up happening is you create a brand that just fits into one of these categories. And there is some power in that, okay? It's like getting a tattoo in some ways. Getting a tattoo tells people something about you, even if what you're trying to say is that you're unique. But it's dangerous because there are, A, too many coaches doing that same thing, right? Like there are so many coaches who are going for that dark horse vibe. And so if you do that, you blend in with them. And also it becomes hard for people to see your stuff and know that it's yours, right? It just looks like everybody else's. So what I hope to help you do in today's episode is to help you see that there are elements from all of these categories that are useful and good, but the secret to creating a powerful coaching brand that is personal and unique to you is to focus on your personal preferences and your personality. And it's interesting because as I'm going through all of my own clients, I'm like, yeah, my clients don't fit in any of these categories because they are all so unique. And anything that they create, you know, people tell me this all the time, I can, I can spot Kaylin's posts from a mile away because I, she has such a recognizable brand, right? Or I saw something and I knew that it was from Colette because her brand is so iconic, right? And none of them fit perfectly in these categories because they're unique to them. And that's what I want to help you do. So we talked yesterday or last week about creating the vision and the visuals and the vibe of your brand. And I want to help you dive into that a little bit more in today's episode. So when we are figuring out the vision and the vibe of your brand, there's kind of two questions that I want you to consider. One is, what kind of coach do I want to be? And I'm not talking about what kind of brand you want to have, I want you to think about as a coach, when you are in a coaching conversation, how do you want to be? Do you want to be a really tough love, take no crap coach? Or is it really important to you to be a really gentle, loving, compassionate coach? And those aren't the only two options, right? It's not north, south, east, west. It's going to, you're going to create your own blend of qualities that make you unique as a coach, but you need to think through that so that you know who you are. Because if you are just following the formula, you might say, well, I'm going to be the natural hippie. And so I'm just going to be really flowy and low stress and like super chill and ask my clients like, what do you want to believe? Okay. And that's fine if that's really who you are. So if you're struggling with this, I would do two things. One is I would talk to current or past clients and ask them, you know, how would you describe my coaching style? How would you describe your experience with me? And then I would also get quiet and ask yourself, who am I or who would I like to be without the external pressure of who I think I should be? Okay. So sometimes a great way of thinking about this is 
what would I do if I was a bad girl? And this kind of breaks us out of our thinking about what's the right thing to do and helps us really think about like, what do I really want? Okay. Because you're a coach. You're clearly not a bad person. You clearly want to help people. But what would you do if you weren't so worried about doing what's right or what's good and instead did whatever you wanted? So ask yourself that question. What kind of coach do I want to be? And really hone in on that. And don't just, you know, write a few things, like come up with a list of things, you know, and even try to number or prioritize them. So you can say like, these are the things that are really important to me. Maybe you are a coach that's like, it is really important to me to get my clients results. That's the number one thing that I want to focus on. I want to be a results-oriented coach. Or maybe you're like, I really don't care about the external results that I get my clients. I really want my clients to trust themselves and trust me. You know, whatever it is, whatever that combination of things is, that's going to be really helpful in determining what your vision is for your business. Okay. The second question that I would ask as you're trying to determine your vision and your vibe for your brand is what kind of clients do I want to work with? Okay. And I'm going to break this down a little bit further because I think sometimes, oftentimes when I'm talking to my clients and I'm like, who do you want to work with? You know, they'll say like, I want, I want to work with people who are coachable. And it's like, okay, cool. We all want that. What kind of clients do you really want to work with? And start by asking, what kind of problems am I excited to solve? Okay. And I'll give you a personal example. One of the things that my clients tell me sometimes is, I just feel like I'm all over the place. I have too many things that I'm trying to do and become. And I just, I feel like I don't even know how to bring it all together. It just feels like a mess. And hearing that honestly makes me so excited. I'm like, ooh, okay. This is going to be awesome. I especially love it when my clients tell me I feel this conflict because on the one hand, I'm like a really lapsy, sophisticated person. And at the same time, I eat cup of noodles in my bed and watch New Girl every weekend. Like, how do I bring that together? And I always tell them, like, there is a way that we're going to bring that together. I don't know what it is, but I know that through my process, we can figure it out. And so that problem to me is, ooh, I am so excited about that. When in, in contrast to that, when I have clients who come to me and say like, I needed to build a brand that can reach this segment of the market because that's where the opportunity is for the most sales. That wah, wah makes me feel so just like bored. Branding is just like this thing to do. It doesn't mean anything. It's not exciting. It's not personal. And um, that's not to say that I never do work like that because sometimes, you know, I'll have a big corporate client or a client that has much larger scope than an individual. But when I'm thinking about what I really want and what I'm really excited about, it's those people that are like, I am all over the place. I don't want you to put me in a box. And that's what I'm afraid of. How like how are we going to do this? And I'm like, oh, we are going to create magic together. Okay. So ask yourself what kinds of problems you would love to solve and what kinds of problems you would not be excited to solve. And then I would also ask yourself, what do I have that my clients want? 
And this question is so, so, so powerful because you realize that you do have something that your clients want. And it's different than asking, what do my clients want? And feeling this lack of like, I can't give that to them. I don't know how to give that to them. It's starting with you and saying, what do I have that my clients want? What do I have to give? And again, when you are a coach, people are not just hiring you to get them a specific result. They are hiring you because they are aligned with your values and your personality and your perspectives and energies and desires, like everything that is the essence of you, that's what they want. And so the more that you can tap into who you are and having that be your competitive advantage, it will blow your mind the kind of clients that come your way, okay? So when you've done kind of those two things, what problems are you excited to solve? What do you have that your clients want? Then I want you to ask yourself, what makes me feel inspired and alive? And I know this is like a really lofty question, but I really truly believe that we cannot inspire our clients if we ourselves are not inspired. That sounds so obvious, but sometimes I see these coaches and it's like, I can tell that they're just going through the motions, right? That like, they're just doing it because they're doing it. They're just showing up because they're supposed to show up. And it's like, no wonder you're bored of your business. You're boring. You know, there's a quote that I love that says something along the lines of like, if you want a life that is brimming with excitement and intrigue and art and beauty, then you have to create those things. You can't just be a consumer without being a creator. So this is what I want you to do. Ask yourself where and when and what makes me feel alive and inspired. And then I want you to either create like a folder on your phone of screenshots, pictures, whatever. You can do it on Pinterest, but I just want you to start experiencing in some kind of tangible way, whether that's in words or in pictures. So it's not just a feeling, but you are actually translating that, what it means to be inspired. And it will really open your eyes to the kind of vibe that you want and the kind of visuals that you want as a coach, because it's going to be so unique to you. Like, I love the beach. I feel so just relaxed and inspired at the beach. But I also feel very, very inspired, truly, when I am on my couch late at night, everyone else is asleep. I've got my Dr. Pepper. I've got my computer. I'm listening to some kind of podcast. Like that truly makes me feel alive. I'm going to Pinterest. I'm going to Canva. I'm designing things. I'm writing things. Like I feel that so deeply. And if you are one of my clients, that is when your brand has come to life is in one of those late night sessions because that is so important to me. I even feel inspired. I record my best podcast after listening to some of my favorite podcasts because it puts me in the energy of being myself. And so when you do that, when you start uncovering what it is that makes you feel inspired, A, you'll be more inspired and B, you will have a sense as to who you are. And you can see as you kind of put these things together, like what are the client problems that I want to solve? What kind of coach do I want to be? What do I have that my clients want? 
what makes me feel alive and inspired, that creates a totally unique brand that nobody else will have and it won't fit into any one of these categories. That's not to say that you can't take elements of these, right? Maybe you truly feel inspired in the mountaintops and you're like, I really want a nature-inspired brand that is so authentic to me. Awesome. Let's do it. But don't do it just because you think that that's what your clients want or that's what you should do or that's the only way or you don't know what else to do, right? And this is a total side note, but it's one of my pet peeves when people kind of buy a template or use a kit of some kind in creating a strong brand. Not that there's not a place for it, but when you are past the hobby level of coaching, like I talked about, and you are onto the professional level, you owe it to yourself and to your clients to have a brand that is so much more interesting and so much more unique than one of these categories. And a little interesting thing about actually the word unique is that unique stands on its own as a word. So you can't have something that is very unique or totally unique. It is just unique. And I really, really love that concept that if something is unique, it stands on its own, that it doesn't need any qualifiers or disclaimers that you are unique. So before I go, I want to kind of bring this episode home and help you see that as a coach, you have an opportunity to become a lighthouse for your clients. And this is a metaphor that my coach, Amber Smith, has used that really resonates with me. If you've listened to the podcast before, you know that I don't really love the term visibility. It's just not something that really resonates with me. I really focus on discoverability. And I believe that as you focus on creating a personal brand that is professional and is beautiful and is relevant to your ideal clients, you will be discovered and you will be worth discovering to them. And so that is my promise to you. If you will take the time to think through these questions and really think about your brand in an intentional way rather than just saying, oh, you know, I like this particular coach and they seem to be doing well. So I'm going to follow that same format. You became a coach because you care about your own development and you care about the development of others. And I believe that your brand is a kind of personal development. And that's why I talk so much about personal branding. It's not a marketing gimmick to me. It's a tool of alignment where by understanding who you are, sometimes I even call it by becoming, sometimes I even talk about it by becoming yourself, you create a business where clients want you. And it's so powerful and it's so relevant and it's so fun. So if you are just out there to make money as a coach, I'm probably not the person to help you. But if you really care about the kind of coach that you are and the kind of business that you build, I would love to help you either through one of my free resources or in my brand in a day course or by working together one-on-one. So I hope this episode was helpful for you and that it allows you to think bigger about your brand and see how cultivating the right vision and vibe and visuals for your brand will help you not 
build the business of your dreams so you can have the life of your dreams, but just have the life of your dreams, period, which includes a great business if that's what your dream is. So I'll talk to you guys soon. Thanks so much for listening and see you later. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed listening to Aesthetically Speaking. If you want to support the podcast, please leave us a nice review or connect with us on Instagram at Rebecca Peterson Studio. 